Good morning, and welcome to another mini-episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your host. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. And today I'm going to tell you a story that was suggested by one of our listeners on Instagram. Her username is Mara underscore Kate 7. So thank you, Mara, for this suggestion. But our story is about Michelle Miller, who was involved in a murder-suicide in Germantown, Maryland. Pour yourself a strong cup of joe and let's dive on in. A little background about Michelle Miller is that she was a high school senior at Rockville High. She lettered in basketball, soccer, and lacrosse, and she was an honor student there. Michelle was a recruit for the Army Reserves, and she was going to begin basic training that summer after she graduated high school. She had plans to become a military psychotherapist, and she was going to work with wounded warriors. 17-year-old Michelle Miller ended up meeting Staff Sergeant Adam Arndt somewhere along her journey of becoming a recruit. It's not exactly known when they met, but it is known that Adam Arndt was one that would actually go into the schools to recruit high school students. And so it's believed that somewhere in that process they met. And somehow along that timeline, 31-year-old Adam and 17-year-old Michelle started a romantic relationship. What year was it again? This was in 2013 when the story itself takes place. So they met somewhere before then. It's definitely quite the age gap, especially considering she's under 18. Yeah. So there was a lot of speculation as to whether or not they were actually involved in a romantic relationship. And Michelle's dad, Kevin, said that he thinks that they met about four to five months before this took place in April of 2013. So it would have been the end of 2012. And Michelle's dad, Kevin, said that he had never met Adam, but he knew that his daughter was, quote, a little smitten with this guy, end quote. He didn't know that there was a romantic relationship going on at all between the two, but her friends kind of knew more as per typical. And so they were pretty sure that there was some romantic relationship going on, something more than just staff sergeant and army recruit. A little thing about Adam is that It was also rumored that he was romantic with other teen girls in the area. He's sounding sketchy. Yeah, he doesn't sound like the greatest guy in the world and probably not somebody that should be going into high schools to recruit new members of the army. Uh, Absolutely not. I wonder if he had any type of legal past, though. They might not have known until after the fact. And I don't believe that they did know until after the fact what he was doing. I think everybody kind of thought that Adam was a pretty typical guy. He was actually married to Caitlin Arndt, who was 21 at the time. And she was stationed at Fort Bragg in North Carolina at the time of our story. And she and him would spend time each weekend going back and forth. So every other weekend, she was at his home in Maryland, and then he would be at her home in North Carolina on the opposite weekend. Caitlin and Adam had just been married the year before, so their relationship was still kind of new. They had apparently met, got engaged, and married very quickly, which is not untypical for military relationships. So Caitlin's parents and Caitlin all talk about how they had no idea of Adam's actions and they all thought that the relationship was perfectly fine and they didn't see the red flags. Well, you know, and some people are 
charming and hold themselves well enough that they can actually they can hide that kind of stuff. We saw it with you know Ted Bundy, who, or even John Wayne Gacy. He was kind of like a pillar in the community. People have this really strange ability to keep that side of them hidden. Yeah, and Adam was. He was a nine-year veteran of the army. He had served in Korea, Germany, and Turkey. And he had this history of kind of doing good for the community. And I think people just kind of saw that side of him. And they never really got to know what was underneath. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. On April 7th, 2013, Kevin Miller, Michelle's dad, said that she received a call or a text around 9 o'clock that night from someone who she said was suicidal. So she was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go help this person. So she left around 9.15, according to her dad, to go and help. Kevin said that he was opposed to her leaving, but Michelle really pushed it and was like, it'll be fine. I'll text you with the address when I get there. So Kevin didn't even know where she was going. And later on, he gets a vague text about her location. And then she just stops responding to his texts and his calls. Michelle's friends said that they had received some texts from her phone. One of them was a text saying that Michelle loved her friend. And then the final one that was received was just a plain and simple goodbye. Kevin Miller got a hold of one of Michelle's friends and to try to figure out where she might be. And her friend was like, this is probably where she is. So Kevin drove to Adam's house and saw Michelle's car. And he knocked on the door and no one answered. So he called the police. The police went to the home around 8.50 a.m. on Monday morning, April 8th. And they were trying to communicate with anyone inside. However, no one was communicating back. So they ended up breaking into the home a little after 10 a.m. And they found the bodies of Adam and Michelle. They also found a firearm inside the home. And police just immediately started putting pieces together. Michelle and Adam were found dead in a bathtub, and the blood splatter evidence was inconclusive, and so they were unsure of exactly what had happened. There were a couple theories thrown around. One was that Adam had murdered Michelle and then committed suicide for himself. Had they both been killed with the firearm that was found in the home? Yes, they both had a single gunshot wound to the head from that same firearm. They did say that Adam was right-handed, so the way that he was laying, it would have made it very difficult for him to reach around and shoot Michelle the way that she was shot, but it wasn't impossible. So they're not sure if it was actually a double suicide or a murder-suicide. They do lean more towards murder-suicide. They were able to officially determine that Adam had committed suicide and then it was just Michelle's death where they were up in the air as to whether or not she pulled the trigger or Adam pulled the trigger. 
Have there been any signs of her having depression or mental illness or anything like that? There was no signs of her having any sort of mental illness. There was those signs of him having the mental illness that she knew of. And then she said that she was going to go help a suicidal friend. So there were all of these things kind of that make it a little bit more, oh, it probably was a murder-suicide. He didn't want to just take himself out. He wanted another person. Is kind of how I took it in my head. There were no suicide notes found in the home. And the texts that were sent to the friends, the goodbye and everything, were later determined to most likely be sent from Adam and not from Michelle, even though they came from her phone. Michelle's family had plans to sue the army for $10 million over Michelle's death, saying that army supervisors had just missed the warning signs of the mental state of Adam. And that was what had led to Michelle's death. I couldn't find whether or not they ended up winning the case or not, but this is a super unknown case, and it was kind of hard to try to find some information for it, and I think without Mara Kate submitting it, I probably never would have stumbled across it. So again, Mara, thank you for this suggestion. If anybody else wants to suggest a case, you guys can send it to us via any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you guys can email us at crimeovercoffeepod. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.